Hello and welcome everyone to Weekend Rental episode 39. We are your favorite gaming and geek culture podcast. Coming out the other side of the holidays here. My name's Ryan and as always I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. What's going on guys? We survived the holiday season. Narrowly. We did. Sounded like you guys couldn't really leave though, so. Yeah, you know it's it's weird like... I feel like in the Midwest, we've gotten accustomed to having a couple inches of snow a year, and we forget how much it sucks when a foot drops on you overnight. Mm-hmm. And boy, did it suck. <laughs> yeah. There's something about being snowed in that makes you want to go out. Like, you never want to go yeah. out when it's nice. You're like, yeah, we should go. We should go shopping. Yeah, there's a foot of snow. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's Stupid. like when you get a foot of snow, I think that's the only time you're going to ha- hear me suggest, you know, kids, wh- let's go to the mall. Like, I feel like walking around. Let's go. Any other yep. time, I'd run the other direction. Yeah. Also, it makes me want to make chili. I don't know if that's just me, but. I did that. Ah, jealous. <laughs> I, an- I should have. I'm regretting my life choices. Next time. Because there will be a next time. Yes, of that I we can be sure. All right, so let's jump into Byron Burn. We're looking at the Super Nintendo this time around. Uh, the picks we've got Andy's pick. It's Skull Jagger, or I'm gonna I'm just gonna go on a limb here and think that maybe this is a Scandinavian name. So Skulljager, yeah, Skulljager, <laughs> Revolt of the Westicans. So it <laughs> totally sounds. <laughs> Like a Scandinavian game. Um, and then Nate has selected Uniracers, and I have gone with Tinstar. So we're going to start back off at the top uh, with Skuljager and uh, Andy's pick. So the description on this one, this is a very long description. We'll see if I get through all of it. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm, before I even get to the description, they said there was an 80-page book that came with this game. That's nuts. Uh, wow. All right. <laughs> so That's amazing. Some light reading. Um, the description. So there's never been a game like this before. Um, Skulljagger uh, combines a high-powered action game with clue-filled story to create the biggest 16-bit experience ever. Um, get ready for eye-popping graphics and innovative gameplay of 21 main maps over 50 and over 50 hidden maps. Okay. Uh, it's all out war as you fight uh, savage Kiltish troops, battle wild Westikin, Bladebacks, explore ancient lost city of Urin. Oh, Urim. Ur- no, Urinum. Not Urin. <laughs> I've been to Urin before. <laughs> wow, I failed at that. All right. You can tell where my head's at. Uh, and you bring the merciless Captain Skuljager to his knees. There's a lot more. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there. I think it's It's a pirate game. It that's, is. Th- that's it. They might have lied a little bit when they said you've never seen a game like this before. <laughs> or eye-popping s- graphics. <laughs> well, they pop, but not for the right reasons. <laughs> yeah, this is a... I feel like Westikin is maybe a slur that we're just not aware of in the West here, but... <laughs> I like it. Uh, it makes it sound like we have speech impediments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this game is uh, I don't know. It's it's a hack and slash platformer collectathon kind of thing. Um kind of has some unique elements to it. The health system especially. Uh you get you collect different gems. The green ones are just a you can take a hit when you have any of the green ones. Um, and then the red ones as well. You can take a hit when you have a red one. If you have a red one, you can shoot it outside of your sword, kind of like Zelda, I guess. Or does it just health. project out of your chest? I was never sure. It does yeah. something. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not certain what the 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 action on that is, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty generic overall. Other than those. You know things. I guess the the power. There's another power up system where you collect fruit, which are actual, actually different type of gum, and they do different powers. Like the orange sets off a bunch of bombs as you spit them out. Um, cherry, like I think you float around in a bubble or something like that. It it reminded me of uh, Boy in his uh, blob. Yeah, David Crane classic there. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't get how to use the gum. Like I knew I was picking up the fruit. I didn't know what it was for though. I must have not yeah. tried the right button. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't figure it out either. I will yeah, say, I like the it was. the art style in this game is pretty sad in comparison to other sixteen bit games. It's very yeah. It feels like it was lifted from a PC, maybe imported over. It's not yeah good for the um as you know for the Super Nintendo standards. It's it's serviceable, um, and you know mode seven on the title screen and the map <laughs> screen. So you gotta love that. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> yeah. There's a long delay is like it was loading, which was kind of weird for me. I don't know if you guys noticed that between levels yeah. and stuff. Now that you mention it, it did seem interesting. Yeah. I thought I just, uh, as soon as the game started up and you did have that mode seven kind of zoom in on everything, I was like, okay, this could be interesting. It might might look pretty good, but it definitely came across as as like a PC port in a way with, mm-hmm. with no touch up on graphics whatsoever. Even just his his motions were very just basic oh, yeah, like choppy. choppy. Yeah. It was it was very um I mean this is the same system that put out like Super Mario World and a lot of great games with great motion and this was not it. No. Yeah. Sure. And like you did say about the music, it is a it's like a uh, boom chicka wow wow pornography <laughs> soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Very, it sounds very like much a seventies porno intro for sure. Not typical pirate tracks. No. Well, pirates do like booty, so it makes sense. <laughs> hey yo! Yes, best joke of the night, right there. I'm I'm here all week. <laughs> Good, or at least for the next hour. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next one. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a bit of a cold here. Um, Nate's pick, Uniracers. So the description on this one, you're uh, single-wheeled and single-minded. Uniracers are the best at what they do, accelerate to uh, screen-blurring speed. They're also awesome at pulling flips, twists, turns, and catching monster air off the many mondo ramps, hills, and half-pipes on their racetrack worlds. Uh, the more outrageous the stunt, the faster the Uniracer goes. Sky's the limit. Racing is the entire purpose of a Uniracer's existence. 
Uh, you can race against the clock, against friends, head-to-head, challenges, so on. If this game doesn't scream the 90s, I don't know. I don't know what does. First off, you're racing unicycles with nobody on them. No, absolutely not. They all have their own personalities in a way. And they're Which making they actually a do unicycle a good job. awesome. They yeah, do it like to your point, like the the personality that they put into an inanimate object in this game is impressive. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a it's a really fun game. Uh, I own it, and when you play multiplayer, that's really fun. It gets very competitive, um, especially when you have the arrow track. You could be coming down from a jump, and then it'll shoot you left right away. But if you're mm-hmm. pushing right, you get held up. Um, yeah, it, the soundtrack is really fun on it. The colors are extremely bright. Um, and like Ryan said, they take a simple thing like a unicycle <laughs> And make it really, I, in my opinion, really exciting. Something really fun to play. Yeah, it's got like a really good presentation to it. I just like, honestly, like the main reason I remember this game mostly from growing up more so than actually like playing the game a lot was just that this thing had a massive ad campaign behind it. It was a later release on the Super Nintendo um, and it was just in every magazine. It was constantly on TV. I mean, you couldn't. I mean, you walk through the hall and trip over a Uniracer's ad. I just, I just vividly remember this one for some reason. Um, and I rented it as a kid and I played it and it's fun, but it's just outside of like its presentation. Like there isn't a ton of depth there, right? Like it's kind of like, no. it's like a prototype for like Lion Rider or like, actually it feels more like Ollie Ollie, except done in like 90 three or whatever this was. So yeah. like, mm. I mean, there are still games that play exactly like this and like, or endless runners. It's, it's got more to it than that, but I mean, I don't know. I would say there's like two modes to it. You have your generic racing. Um, and then they have almost like a trick half pipe in a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The stunts. Yeah. 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 yeah stunts. I don't know. There's, there's something very charming about the whole package though. Uh, that it definitely stands out. It's, it's unique in what it does. And it's fast. Like it, it is runs, real fast. It runs real fast. When, you, uh, when you're looking at that track to see, try to uh, avoid obstacles, and you're not blinking, that like just burns your eyes because the, the, the tracks on those things, like they're just not a solid color or anything nice. It's like no. they have to like right. stripe it and they have to make it all these like crazy colors. And you, when you run it that fast, man, it, kind of crazy so when you get close to that purple goo it gives you what it like a little arrow or something like that i can't remember oh i didn't see that that's what i kept so there's a there's a slight arrow that pops up that's like okay something's coming up but again you're too busy watching this little unicycle on a crazy like tube road with all different colors just blurring by you (laughs) you can't even find the little arrow it just yeah it's it could, huh. It's not. It's not like a uh, headphone jack crazy or no. anything like that. Um, but it is a very, very quick game. Yeah, it, it could have done like it would have done a lot to improve the experience for the player, especially the first time through. If they would have just given like a track like preview, like they have in a lot of like racing games 
Mm. You know, oh, show yeah. this just so you kind of could anticipate because otherwise it just requires memorization and like repeated playthroughs or you know like a lot of times like you botch your first lap until you know where everything's at and by yeah. that time you're too far back from right. your opponent exactly and at least in the races you didn't have enough spatial awareness to know if you could pull off a certain number of tricks or anything you know yeah where obviously you get to other games like tony hawk later you have that you can see more of where, where you're going to land, you know? That's yeah. what I didn't get too, is like why unicycles? Cause like in the nineties, like rollerblading and skateboarding <laughs> were both hugely popular. So why not? Have gone were with... not. <laughs> yeah. Nobody was unicycling. I mean, until this game, then obviously we all got into it, but it's an this interesting game reminds me of one guy, uh, years back when I would drive to work, there was one guy not riding a bike to work. He was riding a unicycle to work and he had his like backpack on and just riding away in downtown getting to work. And I, I don't know. I associate this with him. He was that kid that was like, oh yeah, unicycles, pretty awesome. They made a video game on them. So he went with it yep. nice. and it stuck. It reminded me of that uh, Pixar short. It's uh Pixar's first one. Have you ever seen that? No, uh-huh. it's like a, it's basically a uh, unicycle that comes to life in like huh. a bike shop and stuff, and it's doing tricks and stuff. Um, and that was in 1987, so they probably took some inspiration from that. Maybe <laughs> I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Huh. I had no idea. All right, let's move on to the last one here. Tin Star, my pick. Um, the description on this one is way long too, so we'll see how. F- much of this we need to read so uh there's a new sheriff in town you are tin star the latest in a long string of lawmen to challenge the big oil gang okay a little bit of politics in there maybe uh your job <laughs> is to run the gang out of town um <clears throat> the main tool of your trade a blazing six gun of course uh, tin star has made a promise to himself that he will boot the bad oil gang out of town in one week's time you must face the gang in a variety of action settings, including a train robbery, barroom brawl, cattle stampede, jailbreak, just to name a few. At the end of the day, you may even have an old-fashioned quick draw shoot down. Showdown, not shoot down. <laughs> Are you up for the challenge of the Old West? Um, it's gonna be a shoot down. There's like twice as much to read, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. Basically, um <clears throat> Tin Star is just kind of a more or less, I guess, a light gun shooter. Minus the light gun. So it's just kind of like a cursor on screen. Um, it's set in the Old West. It's got a very cartoonish art style. I would say like this this game, and I, I own this one, Like I've always felt like the presentation to it is better than the actual experience of playing it. And I kind of feel like that's just where it sits with me. Um, I did notice in playing it this time, though, that this feels awfully close to home in art style and direction. Um, to the SteamWorld Dig games, right down to some of the sound effects, where you've got robots in this old west town, and like you're there to clean up trouble. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's. Um, I thought the presentation was great on the game as well. Like it's it's very unique, and I I actually really enjoyed playing it for what it was. And um, I'm not a big fan of. Like the cursor shooters, it makes it very difficult on a D-pad. Um, but it, I thought it was really, really fun. 
difficult, very challenging for sure. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. Like you said, the, the graphics on here are almost straight up cartoon. Like it's very, very good. Um, and then the Western robot thing. I love that. But the, this had to have been a light gun game too, right? There has to be a way to hook up a light gun to it. I was I trying know. to picture the super scope with it. Like for some reason, yeah. I don't think you, you do can, but cause I think let me, I'll check. Cause it, I turned on some cheats after I couldn't beat the second level. I don't know about you guys. Mm-mm. I, I had a hard to, time getting through the it. first level boss, the bar room. Yeah. The bar room. I couldn't get through it. The, you just gotta, the trick with that is to make sure you don't shoot the guy that's carrying the other dude yelling help until he lets him go. And then you don't take damage every time. Oh, I didn't know you did. Okay. Cause otherwise, yeah. I otherwise thought those were the damage. easy guys. <laughs> no. Yeah. If you shoot him too soon, you take away a bunch of your life. Okay. But yeah, then I turned the cheats on just to get to a couple more levels after that. And you get to, I got to the shootout and that is impossible on a cursor. There's no way you can get past that with a cursor. Yeah, I could see Cause that. You, you have to quickly, it'll randomly uh, put a thing on the screen that you have to shoot. And then you have to bring the cursor back to the middle and like shoot the guy in the middle. Yeah. You, it, and it's, you have one second, basically. There's just no way that you can beat that with a cursor. I don't know a shooting game that, that works well with a cursor. Well, no. it says this one article I'm seeing here says ideally you'd use the super scope, but Oh, that would be weird. Oh, it'd be better than the controller. Oh yeah. For sure. Let me see. I'll look at my cartridge and see if it's got the super scope. Yep, compatible games with the super scope. It doesn't show it anywhere on there, which is crazy. But huh. okay, well maybe I'll have to try that. It would probably be a much better game. Also, well, Lamborghini American Challenge is a super scope game. Well, that makes perfect what? sense. <laughs> I I'm not a big fan of the super scope. No. So, uh, but it's super. Yeah, it is super, and it's a scope, so it, it's a thing. But um, yeah, just having it kind of up on your shoulder for that game still would be kind of strange. Just need a traditional light gun with it. There's nothing more traditional than a giant bazooka light gun. You're right. All other light guns wish they could be the super scope. Or maybe oh, the Sega Genesis Menacer. You can use the mouse though too. Oh. That, that be... would be sweet. Okay. Yeah. That I might have to try. I have a mouse. I yeah. need that game, though. I believe some guy gave it to you. I know. He's so lame. <laughs> it was just such a piece of shit thing. To what get what are you collection. supposed to do with that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mouse. No, I appreciate it. I take it to the park all the time. <laughs> I know. It's true. All right. This is a game that I actually I want to find. Oh. And Is it expensive or is it no. pretty cheap? You can see I it. I think it's inexpensive. Yeah. It's like under 10 for sure. Never heard of it. It's definitely fun, though. Yeah, it's okay. It's I not paid super uncommon for either. it at uh, the flea market, and that's about all I would probably want to pay for it. I don't hate it. I just don't. The control thing ruins it. Yeah. It, it mars what could otherwise be a kick-ass game. But now that we Try know that the there's other options, I guess we'll see. 
breaking news report. I'll be back with the breaking news next episode. There you go. There you go. I look forward to it. Yep. I'll forget, but. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go back up to the top. So will everybody else. (laughs) You're right. No one will listen to the next episode, so it won't matter. Uh, You'll actually remember and start talking about him and be like, what is he talking about right now? What's the tin star? (laughs) Andy, what's your verdict on these games? I'm. This one's a hard one, and I was hoping that you guys would be like really pushing for your games to like settle a debate here, but uh, I think Nate's I the only know. one who genuinely loved his game. Yeah, I love it, which is mind blowing to me because it's Uter Racers. It's like <laughs> it the most, I love the, the game. most mad game ever. Andy, I love this game so much, <laughs> and I really want to win a Byron Burn. <laughs> Like, they're all about equal. There's, like, different things that... So, like... Okay, let's 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 do this. I'll do... Man, what am I gonna do? Coin flip? <laughs> Pretty much. I, I'll do Uniracers, because I guess I had the biggest smile on my face with that one. Um... Yeah, so that, I'll, we'll just put that one there. Uh, but it's not something that I'll play for a real long time. It's kind of like in and out, play it, and uh, just kind of go from there. Um, my rent, it's got to be Tin Star, I think, because uh, the presentation of that game is probably one of the best I've seen on 16-bit console. Like, yeah, it yeah. feels like you're watching a cartoon almost. It's better it's, than it needs to be. Nuts. Yeah, um, and the animation inside the levels is great. Uh, just you can't do it with the controller. That is just a shitty way to play that game. Um, and unfortunately, my burn is going to be the game that I actually kind of want to keep playing, <laughs> which is kind of strange. But I think it's not a great game overall. Um, that's uh, Skull Jager, however we want to say it. It does have an umlaut in the title, so who knows? Uh, but. So that's called. Yep, the little two nice. dots on the U. Yeah, but yeah, it's overall it's it's a middling game. It's not great. The graphics aren't great. The controls aren't great. It's at least a functional middling game, which puts it above a lot of the stuff we play on here. So yeah, I yeah, think that's... like given an another round, like this could be a game that we ended up buying, like compared to some of the stuff we end up playing. Yeah, I, I could yeah. have switched all of these around because, like I said, this is if I was going to sit down and play any of those three again, it would be that one. Right. Because I want to, you know, go along and uh, keep going. It does get kind of weird, like in the later stages, then you start fighting ninjas and stuff. And it's like you guys couldn't create a few more pirate themed enemies. <laughs> pirate ninjas but... are a thing. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. All right, Nate, how about you? Yep, I uh, Uniracers, buying it, because it's fantastic. I love it so much. Soundtrack, it's just a fun game, especially if you can play it multiplayer. Uh, that's definitely a buy. Um, rent, uh, I think Tin Star is, is a rent, but I'm with Andy, it, it's a close buy as well. It's just a very 
the animation's really cool. It plays really well. Uh, just a unique game. The control sucks, but um, yeah, something that I haven't experienced on the Super Nintendo before. And then, um, yeah, the Skull Jagger is going to be my burn. I, it is a fun. I thought it was an okay game. It wasn't. I don't think burn worthy. Uh, but we got to pick one, I guess. And one thing I didn't like about that game was the quite a bit of blind jumps that I had to do, mm-hmm. where you didn't know what was going to be below you. And especially at the beginning stages, I couldn't get the ladders to work all the time. So I just ended up jumping as far as I could jump and see what happens. Uh, so that was, uh, that's my burn. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I struggled with this too. Um I think they're all kind of like middling games. Um, none that I'd want to play for an extended period of time, but not so offensive that I wouldn't want to play any one of them. Uh, so it's kind of tough. I, I mean, School Yager, um, I'm with you guys. It, it's got to be burned as much as I love saying it. I mean, I'm gonna, everywhere I go now, when people are talking to me about games they should play, I'm like, School Yager, Rescue of the <laughs> Wexicans. When you go back to Norway, um, yes, they'll be like, uh, it, what? <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it was bad, but like we said, it's it's not unplayably bad. It's fine. Um, and then I really don't know which one to buy or burn. I think they're both kind of like unique in some respects, but like broken in the gameplay department in others. Um, I guess I'll probably buy Uniracers, even though I don't think it's a... It's okay. I mean, it it forces you to memorize... It's all about memorizing a course for success, which is not good game design, but it is fun, nonetheless. Um, Like Nate said, with two players, it probably makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, just the art style and, like we said, the the personality given to unicycles is, like, disney level ish almost it's like yeah when I the believe seat these is are like living, looking breathing. at the other guys yeah yeah like they're living breathing unicycles and i played andy so i wrote andy across the screen nice great. or andrew those names are really confusing yeah on what each one does but... it is strange um and then i'm gonna i'll just rent tin star i've owned it for a while i think i love the overall package it's just the controls on it are not <sighs> good i mean they really hamper the game and maybe with the mouse or the super scope it's better i can't imagine that either of those options is worse than d-pad but uh it's still cool so yeah uniracers it is was there another gun for the super nes did konami Um, ever put theirs out i was gonna ask that too i don't know did they put a justifier on it that's what i was wondering Lethal Enforcers came out for the Super Nintendo, I think, but I yeah. don't know if it had. Yeah, I guess there was. Huh. Maybe that's the way to do it. Yeah. Huh. Because it would definitely be better than the friggin'. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't. I don't know why they didn't just sell an adapter for the Zapper to the SNES. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like everybody had like three of those at that point. It's weird. Yeah. Uniracers. I'm I'm surprised that, like, out of all those games, we ended up across the board the same. Yeah, yeah. I am too. 
I liked Uniracers more than I thought I did. I remember not liking it too much as a kid. It's fine though. Like it, like you said, it's almost like a. It's got a. <laughs> it's got like a, a Tony Hawk level of addiction to it. Like it is that responsive and that like twitch. So it yeah. kind of feeds that itch a little bit, and the music is badass. Yeah. Badass. I mean, it's no porno track. <laughs> no. Which we'll be putting in right here. All right, so now that we're all hot and bothered from that sexy jam from School Yager, let's get into the news. Um, it might I've be got... just a porno jam, who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, speaking of jams, shortly after we recorded the last podcast, Soldier Boy found himself in one with Nintendo. <laughs> no way, <laughs> I don't believe it. As, as we predicted, and the entire universe predicted, um, uh, it sounds like Nintendo went after him directly after he was on Twitter running his mouth and telling everyone how stupid they were and that Nintendo wasn't going to be able to do crap. So, he's not selling I love them. this so much. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And he apparently had like a Soldier Game website aside from the Soldier Watch website, which is now redirecting straight to uh, the official Nintendo 3DS website. So... Definitely something went down there. I would love to see that letter that from, <laughs> from that lawyer. Yeah. But you know what I just think about? I just think of the children. Like, think of all the poor, poor children who don't get to play that soldier game and soldier oh, pocket mini. It's not fair. It's tough. How I think the whole situation is hilarious just because of how cocky he was. First off, he sends out... So after um, or before this all went down with Nintendo, he sent out a tweet like, I'm not scared of Nintendo. You guys are a bunch of gaming geeks um, and just like completely tearing down the demographic that would even begin to purchase this console. <laughs> and then it I don't know how many hours later it was <laughs> Nintendo takeover. <laughs> they were probably like, well, you know, we'll just get rid of this guy for about a thousand bucks pay it to a lawyer and sue the crap out of them for fun. So it's hilarious. The timing on all of it was just beautiful. It actually took longer to happen than I thought. Like it should have been almost like an overnight thing. Oh yeah. But it it carried on for like a good two and a half, three weeks before. So do you think the people that actually purchased the council that have the physical copies are going to be worth money down the road? I don't know if anybody ever got one. Did they? Uh, I don't know. I don't There's know. Because you could buy small videos the, out there. The other one, you know, you could buy the the, the thing right from Amazon. It just would right. have the sticker on it. 
I know I saw a couple of videos where people were like, well, I ordered them directly, but uh, they never actually came. So I just bought the exact same thing off of like PlayAsia or something yeah. or Amazon. And yeah, so I don't know. That's a good point. Like, did anyone actually get a official one? But I mean, unless he was etching his logo into these things, I imagine they were just stock straight from Amazon. Mm-hmm. They were a taped on sticker or a little like post-it that said Soja Boy and just taped on there. <laughs> Yeah, I hope uh, Nintendo owns like the Soldier IP now. They have to. Oh, they that will. Was part he of the deal. Yeah, he can't use that anymore. <laughs> He's got to change his name to Nintendo Boy. They should just make yeah, a it, spirit in battle in uh, Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nintendo definitely bent him over the table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean. He was just, he had no idea what he was doing. No, not at all. You think his, so someone like Soldier Boy, which I, first off, I hate saying that name. I feel like I got like a speech impediment. Mm -hmm. It's really driving me nuts to say his name. (laughs) But anyways, you think someone of his status, which in the music world is probably very bigger than most people, I guess. So he has a little bit of income. You think he would have a legal team that was like, yes, you want to do this, don't do that. At what oh, I'm point sure. were they like, yeah, go for it. I'm sure they, he had a lawyer who was like, uh, yeah, you really don't want to do that. And I'm sure he's like, F you, I'm going to do what I want. I'm Soldier Boy. I'm Soldier Boy. I do what I want. <laughs> I'm not scared of Nintendo. What are they worth? Like $100,000? Do you think you wanted to do this in the first place? It's almost like an advisor to him came to him and it's like, oh, I have a business venture for you. Yeah. Yeah, you know? it's true. Yeah, I wonder where he got the idea, because I'm sure it wasn't high on his priority list to, like, hawk, like, cheap Chinese, like, knockoff consoles <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as his tech startup. Yeah, I, the whole thing's comical. And it kind of just makes me think he was just desperate for cash all along, so. I guess. Maybe. um had he not been Soldier Boy, he probably could have gotten away with selling these for quite a while in much smaller quantities. But nobody would have cared, though. Exactly. Um. So one, one uh, other Nintendo-related item. Well, there's a couple others, but one personal to me. Uh, I guess we got my son Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Edition for Christmas, which he's been playing, and I've never played like an actual Pokemon game before in my entire life. Um, but he seems to like it with the Pokeball and everything. But one thing I noticed right away with this that you can totally exploit and crush this game is it gives you the option to use like the Pokeball as kind of like a Fitbit where it will track, you know, steps and movement and whatnot. So you can export whatever Pokemon you want. In this case, we do Pikachu because it's the Pikachu edition. You could do anyone you've caught and then you can take the Pokeball with you out into the real world. And, like, the more you move it around, like, you can interact with the stick and, like, shake it up. And um, Pikachu will, like, make Pika sounds at you. And anyway, so he did this a couple times. And it massively, like, power levels your character. I think the first time we did it, for maybe, like, an hour, he had it out and was running around upstairs. It leveled his starter Pokemon, Pikachu, to, like, level 10. So, at that point, every encounter and every... um Pokemon trainer battle was a one hit kill. 
Mm-hmm. And then he did it again two days later, and now his Pikachu's over like is like twenty something levels, and we're still in like the second village of this game. So it just completely obliterates like any challenge to this game whatsoever, which is fine for a five year old, I guess. But he's loving it. He's a champ. Yeah, it's just crazy. It just seems like something that they didn't really fully consider. Wow. Yeah, we got that game two for christmas but we didn't get the pokeball so now okay can't cheat like you i guess it's not cheating my son is fit and healthy <laughs> and pikachu is level nine thousand. so yeah it's good <laughs> yeah i i don't know i guess he's enjoying it um there's a lot of text in that game though obviously mm-hmm. so you know you kind of have to sit down with him and play it. Although twice now he's been playing the game and I've gone upstairs to do something and he'll export Pikachu on his own, which like requires like four clicks through a menu that he can't understand. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, kids get good at seeing something happen once, like through a menu and figuring it out. The hard part is like that game is like, if you want to uh, learn new moves for the Pokemon, some of them are very awful and you don't want them to learn it. And, you know, obviously if a kid can't read, he has no idea what's going on. So he might get rid of the best move he has for one that doesn't do any damage at all. You know? Yeah. My son's just been equipping like every new power up that he gets and throws the other one out. But I guess when you're like electroshock, one hit kills everything. It really doesn't matter as long as you just (laughs) keep that one. Yeah. 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 But yeah, they did a really good job on that game. I mean, it's it's pretty much Pokemon Yellow to a T almost. There's a couple things that they changed, but that's impressive that outside of, you know, like catching the catching is different obviously because it's more the Bopping the go style. Yeah. yeah. But the trainer battles are the same thing, so if, if I'm guessing yeah. the next game is going to be that in that style. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you know, a game I could get into. I mean, it's definitely okay playing it with my son, but uh, we've created a little bit of an epidemic though, because both my kids struggle to say Pokemon, and they get that confused with Pikachu. So we just go around talking about Pikamon all the time. So, <laughs> you know, Pikamon, come and do a TV near you. Yeah, the best part is you can play that game one-handed. I know, I just freeze. I mean, I can multitask so yep. well. <laughs> Fire up that school yager music and just <laughs> relax. <laughs> One hand being busy, of course. <laughs> Want to see my squirtle? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. My... Every time. Every time it goes there. You, you got two great balls. <laughs> Um, so speaking of other Nintendo things, Frank Sifaldi released that NES SimCity ROM out to the masses, I guess, after they kind of rescued it from obscurity about a year ago. So, yeah, it sounds like a collect, sounds like a collector was after it and didn't want, was about ready to pay a lot of money for it. Yeah. It's just to put it away and keep it. Yeah. Keep it in a vault somewhere. I gotta wonder if the next convention we go to, we're gonna see carts. I'm assuming we'll see carts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 
Which I would probably actually pick that up. I mean, that's kind of a cool piece. It's cool, but I mean, we played the Super Nintendo one, and that's bad enough to play on a controller. I can't even imagine playing that with two less buttons on a 8-bit system. Yeah, that's true. Four less, actually. But Miyamoto worked on it himself. True. He also made Wii Music. <laughs> Is that the last thing that he actually like directed and produced? That would be bad. Oh, I don't know. Who is that listening to? Like some podcast they were talking about how like he never he cannot interview Miyamoto ever again because like back when that game came out, like at the end of the Wii days, he was like sitting there doing a question like a QA about something and then like it was getting translated and he asked he asked a question. Might have been Jeremy Parrish was talking about this. But they basically like the question was, well like you've made all these great games, like how do you feel when you create like something fun, like a passion project, kind of like we music and it's not so well received. And he's like, I don't know how that got translated, but like that interview was like immediately over. Never. <laughs> I've never gotten an interview with him ever again. We're done here. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> didn't kill was planned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how, you know, like things like SimCity pop up, you know, obviously, would you say it popped up like a year ago or something like that? Someone yeah, the prototypes. It. And so that, that, I mean, I love hearing those stories where a prototype pops up somewhere. Someone picked one up at a garage sale or even a prototype council. Uh, I love hearing those stories, especially, I mean, anything out in the, uh, you know, Washington area. That's where oh, yeah. they're tracking all that stuff down, which is pretty awesome. Not going to find true. it around here. No. I mean, unless you're Andy, then, you know. Yeah, Andy. You find the Holy Grail and no one gives a shit. But. <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah it's, I barely it, do. <laughs> Don't lie. That thing's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you stand in front of it every night and just rub yourself. Yes. <laughs> I think, like, I think the interesting one with this one being discovered, though, is just how well documented it was with, you know, press and like advertisements and you know tentative release dates so it's rare that you get something that was you know advertised that didn't come out for the nes especially something of that stature mm-hmm. the only other thing i can really think of is like the you know early um, ad campaign for the uh, nes version of street fighter 2 which that makes perfect sense as to why it didn't come out but that was advertised yeah i mean there's a lot that they were previewing in Japan and they weren't sure if it would come out or not, but they previewed it anyway, you know, obviously never came over, but right. But this one didn't even drop anywhere. Right. I don't think so. Yeah. Famicom. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure just the market at that point with like, you think about when SimCity came out, Super Nintendo was, where everybody's head was at, not the NES. Although I'm sure mm-hmm. this would have made money, but oh yeah, definitely. And actually, it will probably now make a lot of money as people make bootleg cards that like we talked about. <laughs> yep. I wonder how Nintendo looks at that. Like, you when you've got somebody like the you know, video game history org releasing something like this to the public, you know, because they don't own it. 
mean, I suppose Nintendo could be dicks and be like, no, you, but I mean, it's out there now, right? It's, it's not going away. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough because I mean, their whole mission is preservation, you know? So what do you do if that's your mission is to preserve something like that? Yeah. Yeah, the only way to ensure it will live on is to just put it out on the internet for everyone mm-hmm. to grab, and then it can't disappear. Yeah. Nintendo's not a fan of that. No, so. that's true. They need to embrace it, but... Well, I mean, technically, when you listen to Frank Cifaldi's speech on how Nintendo downloaded the ROM of... Super Mario World and sold it back to you on the Wii Virtual Console. It's kind yeah. of like clearly they're a fan right. to some extent. Yeah. Well, I mean, Star Fox Two has been out there for a very long time. That's true, and they didn't do and they with that. ended up putting that out officially finally. And yeah, I don't think that's... they really went after people with that. How cool would that have been to have thrown something like that in the NES Classic? So, what do you guys get for Christmas? Well, I got my one. You guys were talking about Pokemon's. Yeah, that was for my kids. I got—I mean, the arcade one-up was kind of my early oh, sure. Christmas gift. I did get that sweet PS4 controller, but mm-hmm. how about you, fellas? I got some records. I got Air Supply. <laughs> <laughs> Air Supply record. Um, coolest thing I got is Rob. I, I got to Rob the robot from my parents, which is pretty insane. It's still just a, something that I've wanted in my collection for a long time. And um, I don't know how they came across it, and I didn't, but kind of happy they did. It was kind of, I felt like a kid from, you know, you know 1988 opening, you know, my first Nintendo. I open it up and I see like these little like Rob eyes looking at me. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't, I can't believe it. And, I mean, that's my parents are pretty awesome where they they care about what I'm into. And so they do talk to me about like, what are things you're looking for? What what are uh, so they kind of know about my collection. They don't care about it, really, but they like <laughs> it just shows that they kind of <laughs> listen to me, which is pretty sweet. So I haven't fired him up yet, but he's he's complete, has the gyros and um, yeah. I cuddle with them every night. It's amazing. That's pretty awesome. Be careful. That plastic's brittle. <laughs> I'll be gentle. <laughs> Remember, he's just a buddy. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll rub lotion on him all the time so his, his skin doesn't crack. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was probably the highlight, I think. A good, Lots uh, of socks. Socks Lots are good. Lots of socks. Yeah. Yeah. If I, guess that if I was a millionaire, I would wear a new pair of socks every single day. Because <laughs> I, I really would. It's, it's the best feeling in the world. That is the weirdest statement I've ever heard. Well, if if I ever hit it big time, new socks every day. Would be right. the best thing in the world. <laughs> mark mark it down. Well, if you're like if you become really famous too, then you can sell your used socks. For a good amount of money, too, probably more than what you paid and then for them. Buy more, yeah. It's passive income at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Outside of uh, Pokemon, let's go. I got uh, Astrobot for PSVR. So oh, nice. We've, we've been playing that. 
Very that's, cool. That's uh, it's just as awesome as the demo. So, just slowly going through that. And then uh, GameStop had a buy to get one free on all their pre. Still going on, I think. Is it okay? Yeah, definitely took advantage of that, and I got uh, Dead Cells, uh, Detroit. Um, what was the other one? Dragon Quest. So hopefully play through them some point this year. I guess my wife started Detroit. That game is weird. It is. I almost bought it. It's really good, but it's like uh, it starts off with like a hostage negotiation, like really tense, like super intense. And then right after that, you have like two hours of a robot doing chores around houses and stuff. So, mm-hmm. which I'm sure leads up know. to something, but I can't do those like game but not a game games. They're just. Even with something like The Walking Dead, where like I'm interested in the subject matter, I still just it loses me. Yeah, this one's a little bit. It shows the framework a little bit more, which I appreciate. Like after you finish one of the chapters, it just does like a huge like flow chart of like everything that you did. Huh. Hmm. And there's like ten different ways that each one of them can end, and if you do, don't you know ask certain questions, and yeah, it's pretty crazy. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't uh, take advantage of the buy two, get one. I couldn't really make up my mind on what I wanted. Again, I got stuck at the PS4 wall, and I'm like, uh, what's what's good, what's not good? And I'm like flipping through Metacritic, trying to remember all the conversations I've had with you guys. Yeah. Uh, and I really wanted to pick up Red Dead 2 for myself, but I just want it pre-owned yeah. where it's a little bit cheaper. Right. I didn't have any copies. So I just picked up smash. That's all I picked up. Cause I had a gift card there and it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I guess I should mention, I got a couple NES games too from Nate who was like creepily asking weird questions leading up to Christmas. I was like, wait a minute. Why are you the, are you shopping for us? He's like, no. You don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. And then like a week later, you had, I'm like, no, seriously. Why are you asking this? Are you really shopping? And then he showed up with a couple NES games that I needed, which was weird. You made it because he you make li- it more uncomfortable. No, it's strange <laughs> are you though. Shopping be- for us because you oh. listened to my subtle like conversation from like three weeks ago about a couple games I needed. I think you paid more attention to me and what games I needed for my collection than my wife does. Which, yeah, I think again, this creepy family thing. You remember my parents with Rob? Yeah, this is me and those uh, Milton Bradley games. I think you made my wife feel bad for being not as <laughs> like not listening to me as close as someone I podcast with does. It was, it was very thoughtful. They also, hey, I love you, man. It's all good. But that you see now, you cross the line. A, a couple Milton Bradley games is one thing, but that's. We're going to pretend that didn't happen. Can we edit that out of the podcast? <laughs> no, keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> and I then I get declare it. And then I get the Stranger Things vinyl, too, from Nate, which is sweet. We listened to that. And right away that That's night, awesome. we were already listening to I think Beastie Boys when Nate popped by. So after Beastie Boys, yeah. we listened to Stranger Things. Is it a Things. good soundtrack? It is good, yeah. It was actually, I was thinking it'd be more like the ambient sounds and stuff, but then you forget because yeah. it's just kind of like so ingrained that there's all these like really good 80s tunes. So yeah, it was great. Good. 
Yep. Looking forward to uh, the summer. July 4th. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Is that when that comes out? Season three? Yeah. It's it's all like summer based. Oh, nice. Yeah. I hope they don't take it too far. I, I just hope this is one of the shows that if they stopped at season one, I would have been content Mm -hmm. and been like, that's just the greatest thing ever. Two was, was good. Not equally good, but it was good. And they just took it a little bit further. Um, characters were a little more over the top and so hopefully three they're kind of dial it back a little bit bring it back to the more of the mysterious creepy i, I don't know we'll see yeah what i'm a little worried after that like throwaway episode where 11 oh, was like yeah, that was awful. like i don't know i hope it doesn't turn into like x-men apocalypse it's just kind of what like i'm worried it's gonna happen so I don't it's know. gotten commercialized really really fast and so we yeah. have, we've all seen what that does to like lost <laughs> where it started off really good and mysterious. And they're like, Oh, people are actually buying this. We need to really make some <laughs> crap up and they just start writing random junk. And I hope that doesn't happen. I get visibly upset when I think back about having sat through all of lost because I'd already committed so much time that I finished it out. Like I hate that series so effing much. <laughs> And I know people that are like, it's my favorite series ever. I've seen it like 18 times. I'm like, why? Mm. Why did you get to the end of that and decide, I'm going to do it again? Like, who? It ruined me. It Ah. ruined me. That show, I was into it. I loved it. And I was like, okay, they're going to resolve some stuff. They're going to resolve some stuff. And then I just got sucked in for season after season of, it's going to happen this time. It's they're gonna resolve it this time. We're gonna know what happens, and then it's garbage. It has to be one of the worst endings to a series ever, too. Easily worse. They found a hatch. That's the end, right? Uh huh. Yep. That's that's where you should end, anyway. <laughs> that's where it should end. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Disappointing. <laughs> I think that's our third time that we've just kicked the shit out of Lost oh, on this podcast. Oh, really? Yes, we have, because it's just so fucking oh, bad. This is my first time. <laughs> so, well, I'm glad we got to get you in on yeah. this one. I, uh, so speaking of, of shows and like Netflix and stuff, um, that Bird Box movie came out with Sandra Bullock. I guess it's yeah. apparently like in the first seven days, like the most watched Netflix production. We watched it. My wife saw the trailer, was interested, so we checked it out. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was fine. It, it's just one of those movies where it's like the end of the world and you're being chased by this creature, but they never show you the creature. So it's kind of like, to me, those movies always piss me off because it's just kind of an excuse to like come up with a story but never really pay the production to show the bad guy. Um, so I don't know. It was fine, but now it's apparently spawned this like bird box challenge where people are, because basically in this movie you're being the end of the world is here and demons or whatever you don't get to see it they don't explain how it works kills you like it it preys on your worst fears and makes you commit suicide as soon as you look at one. Although it doesn't for some people and they never explain that again problem. <laughs> uh, so anyway, people have just decided that they're going to do this and so there's like all these memes going on and hashtags bird box challenge people are trying to do things in their everyday life 
with blindfolds on. And I saw one with a dad and his two kids running like what I assume is an 18 month year old into a wall at a very good speed. And not only is that awful and not really that funny, but now it's been shared on social media and I would just feel like the worst father in the world if I just blindly ran my toddler into a wall, but I don't know. That's as famous as that kid's going to get to. <laughs> Probably. The knock on the head ain't helping much, that's for sure. <laughs> Maybe it'll grow up and sell some Chinese knockoff game consoles in 20 years. <laughs> so, it's, I don't know, it's kind of funny, because like, I just became aware of this Bird Box Challenge thing today when the news reports broke that Netflix was having like urge people not to watch it. Because I guess I wasn't even really aware that this was a big thing, like the movie. Like, I didn't... I didn't even know it was Netflix exclusive. I had never heard of it. I just assumed it was, well, it's Sandra Bullock. It was some straight to DVD bull crap because her career has been pretty much dead for a decade. You know, I, I didn't, I don't know. It was fine. They're urging people not to watch it or. No, just do don't the be, challenges. just don't be an idiot. Blindfold yourself. and like, try to do something. Got it. Common sense. I'm going to blind my, blindfold myself tonight when I go to sleep. Yeah. Hmm. Success. Hashtag. Blind date challenge done. <laughs> Sounds like a regular Wednesday night. That's right. Yeah. That's why, yeah, when I did, like, right before we jumped on the podcast, I did that picture because I thought the whole thing was so stupid, like podcasting blindfolded. Because the blind, the bird box challenge is dumb in itself, and then to do it for something where you don't need to see is equally That's even funny better. to me. <laughs> yeah. There was that challenge... Not I don't remember what it was called, but it was running through uh, Mario One uh, One blindfolded, and that was kind of a really big thing. Was that last year, or a couple of years ago? Yeah. So, wasn't there a guy who beat all of? Yeah, one of those games, like all the way through blindfolded, right? Like Super Mario yeah. World yeah. or something. First, well, I'm first sure Mario. I think like those speedrunners. That's like what they do, right? They just memorize the inputs. So I'm yeah. sure that's sounds yeah. and just length of holding buttons. And yeah. yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's nuts. I'm a speed runner. I'm a speed fucker. Oh, huh? okay, bud. Got to have those in the world, too. One and done. I got some news for you guys. Uh, first, let's start with the question. What's what's the longest you've ever played? A video game. Hmm. A few months, World of Warcraft. I of like consistent playing? months, real world time. Okay. Oh, three years. Like, if, if you're talking hours, hours or like how long total. Okay. Well, this, yeah, this just like came Skyrim out on Twitter. Uh, Paul Hubens tweeted this out. Uh, I don't know who he is, but uh, he tweeted, My 87-year-old grandma has played Animal Crossing New Leaf on her 3DS every single day for the past four years now. Her 3DS finally broke this year, so we got her a new one for Christmas. During a system transfer, I checked her activity log, and her activity log is her playtime is 3,580 minutes or hours, probably hours, 
Uh, times played is 2,521 yeah. times. Average plays about an hour and a half a day. Um, <laughs> and she started uh, Christmas of 14, wow. and it died uh, slightly over Christmas 2018. 87 year old for That's impressive i mean wow. any 80 year old to pick up like a handheld nintendo console is pretty pretty amazing to begin with because they just don't have an interest in any of that <laughs> stuff typically um especially like yeah. two screens i mean it's like that's pretty overwhelming. the same <laughs> game over and over and over again not a great game in my <laughs> opinion a lot of people do love it um I just can't imagine <laughs> playing it that steady every single day, which is pretty amazing. That's that's got to be a record somehow. Yeah, you think you get worn out? Yeah, I think maybe like her limited amount of time right. per day probably led to lack of fatigue. You know, if you're only committing, you know, I mean, that's like watching. Right. I'm gonna watch Jeopardy every night. You know what I mean? But that's Animal Crossing. I mean, you can't put more than three hours into that game at a time because there's nothing to do. You know, you do your daily things and then it's but over. But to faithfully do it every single day is takes yeah. it to a whole nother level. If you think you're an extreme gamer, she has got you beat big time. But that also, there was another tweet that was recently out where there was an old couple um, that every time before they make tea, they play a round of Mario Kart 64 to determine who brews the tea. So again, this is it's just another like elderly couple playing video games. It's so bizarre and, and that they're into it and, and they really enjoy it. It's just a very unique situation. That one that one's a little more interesting because like they have machines that will do that for you, so you could just let right. the machine do it and continue to play Mario. Kart yeah, that's their tradition. Uh, I don't know, just something that they've always done. And um, yeah, it's just really interesting because I can't picture my grandparents really playing any video games. I mean, they're very active grandparents, but they don't they don't play any video games really. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sea kayaking, actually. Um, (laughs) Not going there. And they're my grandparents. Not going there. Um, (laughs) That Animal Crossing one, like, really reminded me of another story that I read a few years ago about, like, this mom bought her daughter, her son, Animal Crossing, and they played it together for a while. They lived in the same town and all that. Well, obviously the son was like, well, I'm done with this game, but the mom kept playing it and playing it and playing it and playing it. And she ended up getting cancer and died. Well, the kid went back into the animal crossing thing and it it was just like a ton of like letters to him and presents saying, I love you. I love you. That's amazing. Yeah. Fortunately, he wasn't like, I'm deleting all of this without even looking at it. Yeah. Why I'm pawning this. I don't need a memory card anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting just um Uh, how people get into certain games and really stick with it and 
maybe this is just part of this like 87 year old woman's routine in the morning like gets up does her breakfast mm-hmm. i mean don't give that lady oh, a tamagotchi because yeah. she'll she'll have that thing forever but <laughs> there's probably something to that like you know keeping older people she probably can't do a lot of yeah. the chores and a lot of daily stuff anymore and I think they were promoting, so, Nintendo know, was promoting, I think, with the DS at one and... time. Um, I don't know. They were like the brain teaser games of some sort. And uh, I think at one time mm-hmm. they were promoting it for that age. Like it's a way to keep active, a way to keep your mind active. Yeah, something like that. Brain Age. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel and like Brain Age did... and Nintendogs were both targeted at children and senior citizens. Yeah. I think they did a study on that, though, and they found out like most of that stuff in that game was all bullshit. Like, it actually didn't help What made you dumber? (laughs) So here's to 3,580 more hours for you. I can't imagine. Oh, man. Well, th- and the game is still working, still and every yeah, the 3DS wears out before the game. <laughs> oh. All the like, friends We've in never made a game dying. this long. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Nook comes down with prostate cancer. It's yeah, tragic. it's like, it's like, I guess your loan is forgiven You've this time. The town. <laughs> Yeah, pretty cool. Okay, moving on to the fail bag, where we answer 20-year-old questions as if they're addressed to us. Um, we're starting out in Electronic Gaming Monthly number 125. Yes. MN at AOL.com. I wonder if that means Minnesota or not. I'm hoping. It has to yeah. be. Sounds like a Minnesotan here. Uh, I was flipping through the new issue when I got to the 1900 preview ad featuring a really hot girl who I can't take my eyes off of. You should interview her for me in an upcoming issue of EGM <laughs> and find out if she has a boyfriend. Come on, what do you say? I say <laughs> not a chance. Why not just call not a chance. Why not just call the number? Talk to her yourself. And keep on asking for her. Yeah, yeah I'm sure that I'm sure she's an employee. She's on on the other side of the phone, right? Yeah. You might talk to her 80-year-old sister. Certainly not a hired model. <laughs> Mildred. Uh, that's pretty desperate. Or genius. I don't know. Slightly obsessive. Slightly obsessive. Yeah, that's kind of stalkerish. Like, if you actually knew that person, if, she, if that guy probably tracked down that lady, that's probably not good. Yeah, it's true. It's 
gonna end up as a Twitter murder, or not Twitter Tinder. He should have just put his address out in the magazine that people could write him, and hopefully she would write. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's like got the those, email address. Uh, yeah, he she could write. It's like those uh, the misconnection ads. Have you ever seen some of those? Yeah, this this is about right up there as creepy, isn't it? Do yeah. you think those misconnection things like ever work out though? Like realistically, no, no. Like somebody no. might rep- reply to you that's like trying to get in your pants, but it's definitely not the person you had intended on. <laughs> they were they're always just the worst. I saw you at Menards. Yeah. You were in the wrench aisle. Boy, I like what I see. <laughs> we if brush- you're reading this, hit me back. And like so many of them happen in the gym. Like we glanced at each other in passing at the gym. <laughs> you had red shorts on. I was sweaty. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I don't know why they're you, always you, gyms or department stores, but yeah, you're right. You kept on staring in my eyes. She was an optometrist. <laughs> That's what she does for a living. I was running on the treadmill. You bent over and farted. <laughs> you glanced over was that briefly before running away in shame. <laughs> I want to let you know I'm into that. Why Why do these people have like southern accents and <laughs> sorry sorry for our southern <laughs> listeners and yeah why is craigslist like the number one thing like oh it didn't work out couldn't get her number whatever let's let's take this to craigslist yeah because uh, people are just clamoring to use craigslist for that yeah <laughs> do they still have that i suppose that's not because they, I suppose that misconnections can still be posted, but they had to take down like the dating. It's still thing. a thing. It's okay. still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they shut down all like prostitutes soliciting ads on those like guy meets girl things. I used to just laugh at that. Like it's so funny. Like the crap that people put out there. Ugh, I kind of miss it. Sadly. Yeah. You really like hope deep back. down that most of those are just jokes. And then yeah, you realize that it's not. And then you're like, oh man, this is sad. Yeah. Uh, I assume most of them are men at the other end of those like email addresses, like trying to con desperate people. Yeah. Or women. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> men and women can both <laughs> steal from people. I'm not trying to be sexist. <laughs> Equal opportunity. Uh, okay uh greg he's a big primus fan oh i love primus sorry oh boy maybe this is a bad uh question to take then if we're that divided already we can only hear billy was a race car driver so many times it's jerry (laughs) see it's terrible Okay, Greg says, I love grinding, too. <laughs> Jerry was a race car driver. <laughs> it's <Okay>. Jerry! <laughs> By Primus, and have two questions about Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Number one, being a huge Primus fan, I saw that in the Tony Hawk review, Dean said this is the second game to feature Primus tunes. What is the other one? There was uh, really a on- Primus song in one of those? Yeah, Jerry was a race car driver in Tony Hawk. You don't remember that? No, man. Yeah, that's like what if I was going to name. That's probably why I hate them so much, because I got so sick of that song. Yeah. 
If I was going to name anything off the soundtrack, that would probably be in the top three. Mm. I think I liked virtually every other song. I can remember that Vandals song, like the Ambassador of Kick Your Assiders song. Yeah. And there's like... Superman. Superman. Mill and Colin. Yeah. Or maybe that was two. I don't know. I don't know which other one had one. How many entries were out at the point that this was written? Oh, that had to have been the first one. But he said there was another Primus song in a different... In a different game. Yeah, I'll get to that oh, and I'll let you game. guess that. Okay. But his second question is also going to make you mad. Uh, oh. He said on... Also on page 62 on issue 124 under the December list, it says that Tony Hawk Pro Skater is coming out for Nintendo 64. Do my eyes deceive me? Tony Hawk on an N64 would it be a dream come true. <laughs> it was not a dream come true. It was an abomination. Yeah, there was no music. I had it. I enjoyed it. it I mean, because I didn't have anything to compare. Yeah, if that's right. all you have, it's probably fine. And it, it's it's the game, but you're missing out on the music. You're missing out on a lot of the video. There's a lot of video and stuff. Oh, did they strip too. all that? I guess I didn't yeah. even think yeah. about it, but I suppose they would. Yeah, it was very basic. Yeah, just because of the cartridge. Um, yeah, the soundtracks was like the reason to. I, I would just turn it on to practice mode and just skate around because I couldn't actually skate myself. <laughs> All the time that I put into Tony Hawk, I could have probably learned how to take, an, take a skateboard. <laughs> you fucking poser. poser. That's kind of what got me into skateboarding in the first place, was those yeah. games. But Well, I think I've told the story many times. I learned how to ollie out of the like sketch art choreograph like breakdown in an egm right up on um the making of tony hawk and tony hawk 2 with the neversoft people they had like a it was like a shot by shot like drawing and like how they motion capped the ollie and like that's what i i grabbed a skateboard and i hit my garage and i busted my ass a lot but (laughs) yeah had it not been for that who knows that was like one of my favorite thing about those games too. The credits were like all the developers are doing their own like skateboarding yeah. tricks and like wrecking themselves because they're trying to learn to skateboard too. Well, and some of them are like legit good at the end of it too because they're like, yeah. well, I've, I've watched this so many times, like I understand the fundamentals of what it takes yeah. to make the board do that. But yeah. yeah, there'd always be like dudes in the hallway like crashing over shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So any guesses on the first game that had a Primus song? Twisted Metal 3. It's got Sled, cars, that's about Sled it. Sledstorm. No. Destruction Derby 2. No. Need for Speed. Ah, it's an EA racing game. You were close. An EA racing game. <laughs> PlayStation? It's a Hot Wheels game. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> Why would they license a Primus song for a kid's game? Uh, wow. What kid would listen to that song and like, oh, yeah, this is good music. <laughs> like, I like the song, but that's it's weird. Yeah. Plus, doesn't he swear? He's yeah, he goes so goddamn fast, right? Pretty sure yeah. that's what he yeah. says. Yeah. I feel like Primus is one of those bands that I don't understand why they got popular. It seems like they should have just kept playing like some small club in like some regional area where they had a following. 
I don't get it. The Kinda people like, that really like bass, like to play bass, they really love Primus. Yeah. Yes. I, I would put them in the same category as like Tool and Deftones also, where like, I know they became mainstream, but I'm not sure how that worked out. Because it doesn't seem like they ever really should have. Except the difference is I actually like Tool and Deftones, and I think Primus sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Come at me, bro. I'm not going to. See, the musician is not going to pick a fight with you. He knows He knows no. everything about music. No. He's not going to sink down to our level. No. Commoners. No. <laughs> <laughs> I own a guitar. I've, Do you? I've, yeah, I used to play ba- Let's badly. do a, a, a weekend rental mm. trio. I can play tabs. Not real music, though. That's that's all you need. I don't even think I can play tabs anymore. My poor arthritic fucked up arm. Turns out when you sm- snap your arm in half <laughs> in your early <laughs> 20s, like your uh, wrist doesn't move as well as it used to. <laughs> I think I'd have to play like my guitar vertically just to be able to like get around the neck. I'll get a flying. I'll get a flying V. It'll work perfectly. Ryan, when you do your southern accent, you kind of sound like Primus. Is that my southern accent? Me chewing in the straw? Huh? What should I say that... You do? He does He kind of like does, Primus. like when he does his southern accent. Jerry was right. <laughs> I guess I can see that. Let us see, you've been influenced by a band. Good job. Yep. Well, mostly through South Park. Oh. <laughs> yeah that's probably the real answer why they're popular <laughs> yeah I, I just like they. I don't know they're just so fucking weird I never understood it I like weird yeah I like weird too if it's good that sucks <laughs> you suck <laughs> keep my dick I got nothing else. <laughs> no. Nope. You can't you can't make me <laughs> It's a crime too. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh what was that, Primus? I don't know. Name one of the do they have any other song that's ever been on the radio? Uh there's that one that I can't think of now. <laughs> Primus is like cake. Oh, I like cake too. They do a good uh, Black Sabbath cake. cover. What's yeah. it? Primus does a good Black Sabbath cover. Huh. You don't like cake? I mean, I just they're fine, like for the two songs they have, but like I it's the same thing. It's like I don't it's uh, I can't I don't, What I don't two songs it. are there? I don't know distance that go in the distance one and then there's that other one that i forget the name of short skirt long jacket maybe oh yeah what about safety belts i have no idea Hmm. i've literally just been listening to silver chair for like two and a half weeks straight (laughs) 
Okay, let's read one where this guy probably should be. He's probably in jail, or I I don't know. We'll see. I'm guessing he's on an FBI watch list, though. Uh, his name is oh. Jimmy the Viper. Wow. <laughs> I'm Jimmy the Viper. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you put a pencil in a box fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, it's got a little heat on it too. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I feel like it's coming. <laughs> uh, coming through this end. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Jimmy the Viper. He says, "This is an open-ended letter to those who hate Pokemon. I am a brave man. I am also a big man." I am proud to say I have caught about 110 Pokemon and will have the rest caught before October. I'm 18 years old and engaged. I also study weapons in general. To with my a particular... left hand. <laughs> He's throwing out these like terrible facts about yeah. himself so far. Poor life choices all around. <laughs> I also study weapons in general with a partic- particular fascination with machine guns. Well, not that many, but more than most. I have fired over a dozen machine guns, including two versions of everybody's favorite, the MP5. I also work on my car because... (laughs) How did we get here from Pokemon? What's happening? I play Pokemon. I wear shoes and pants and a t-shirt. I smoke Marlboro Reds. (laughs) Reds. Three packs a day. Filter off. Wow, chewing. I rip that filter off. Uh... You know what she say? <laughs> she smoke, she poke. These are all very good privacy. <laughs> so so back to his car. What does he do with his car now? Uh he fixes them. He's and he does it cheaper, and any man can do it. All Not right. to say that women can't. I don't want to open that can of worms, he says. <laughs> the point of all of this is as such, Pokemon fans aren't just little kids. Your boss might be one. Your teacher might be one. (laughs) Look out. If you are one, stand proud and shout it from the rooftop. Wow. I don't think you need to do (laughs) that. Also took another turn. Oh, wow. Seems like he's overcompensating a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. He is. I'm just going to throw this out there, too, as somebody who was actually also engaged at 18. Going to just guess it's not going to work out for you, buddy. (laughs) Not a great, not a great choice. Was it because of of Pokemon? It was because of Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. the thing. My problem was I hated Pokemon, and that's why she left me. So yeah. maybe this guy's got it. Yeah. Also, it turns out when you're a child, you shouldn't uh, get engaged. But... He's a real man. What are you talking about? You uh-huh. know how many, you know many machine he, he guns? He fixes cars. Oh, that's true. And he wears shoes. Well, I used to work on my Huffy, so. I mean, I was pretty. I'm. A, I was a pretty tough guy. I, I had a skateboard. Nice. And I played video games too. Not Pokemon, because that's for little bitches. <laughs> uh, I feel like you wrote this article, or you wrote this question. <laughs> you're like, you're like defending. Oh, I'm well, a man. It's I just do like that. his his first def- his first thing. Like I'm a man because I'm engaged at 18. Is like no, you're <laughs> retarded. Like clearly, you're an idiot. Yeah. My dad says I'm a man now. Not that that can't work out for some people. For some people, high school sweethearts is a thing, but 
Just saying in general, it's not a, not a you shouldn't be so proud of that. Yeah, you shouldn't get married before you haven't caught all the Pokemon. Yes. You can't do that. Plus, his name is Jimmy the Viper. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to like picture this dude. Like, I imagine he looks something like that, like Noah from Alaskan Bush People. You know, like the kind of like chubby or like redheaded one with like the ponytail. It talks with a slight lisp. It's like, who thinks he's I, like Einstein? I was gonna go for Stranger Things second season. The guy with the Firebird. What is his oh, name? The yeah. brother. Oh, the Psycho. Yeah, it was yeah. terrifying. Yeah, he's kind of like that. That guy he, deserved, he just should be in a freaking prison or mental institution. Yeah. That's what I picture him. Jimmy, the Viper. He could be a Pokemon fan. Yeah. He probably caught a lot of Pokemon and a lot of STDs. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this must have been before the Nintendo GameCube came out. But they called it the N cube, and I I don't like that one bit. Mm. Didn't they always refer to it as the dolphin? Yeah, that was before. I think they had the name, but they shortened it to N cube, which is yeah, I don't like that. Which I feel like is a racial yeah. slur here. And why did they always abbreviate like in the press? Why is like that always wrong? Like for every other system, it makes sense, but it's always GCN. Yeah. It's not the GameCube Nintendo. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I always wondered that myself, too. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Let's go over to uh, Nintendo Power. Yep. Yep. Andrew, which is not look, me. Look what I can do. You, yeah, you're really tongue banging that straw wow. there. So that's some tricks. My cat's looking at it. He wants to <laughs> You're gonna get claws to the lips here pretty soon. This makes no sense in the context of audio. <laughs> Our listeners are like, what the fuck is happening it's, right now? It's definitely staying in though. <laughs> A lot of context uh, here we come. <laughs> okay. I just see this thing like flopping around. <laughs> I'm trying to get my cat to get over here. Uh, you always whip your dick out for that? <laughs> That's how you attract pussy. <laughs> I think this kind's gonna hurt you really bad. Okay, <laughs> uh. Andrew says... Today in ecology class, our teacher was showing us a cross-section of a worm. Pretty gross stuff if you ask me, but hey, that's ecology. Huh. I see that. <laughs> I see that big part where Earthworm Jim's neck should be. You know, that sort of bulge. <laughs> <laughs> then I see the brain and the hearts and everything are on the other end of the body. All the nerves end at that bulge. The end of <clears throat> the end of Jim's head is completely without feeling. Someone could chop it off, and he wouldn't even know it. Personally, I don't care, but the guys at Shiny should do a bit of research on the next animal they make a game after. I know Jim mutated, 
but switching around his entire internal anatomy is a bit much. I guess I didn't really think that much about Earthworm Jim because, like, he falls into like a spacesuit and all of a sudden can use arms and feet. So I don't know if logic is what they were going for. Yeah, not really worried about where the bulge is on Earthworm Jim. Right. I never really cared. Yeah, and I didn't want to know where the bulge was on Earthworm Jim. <laughs> uh, it seems like it would be in his benefit to not be able to feel anything like where his face is. Yeah, if the rest of it's unprotected. Yeah. I mean, there's dogs biting your face. I mean, cows flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. Seems like it would work out well for him. Yeah. But, hey, we're an educational podcast now. Now you learn something about worms. Anatomy, it's important. Know your worm. Well, that's it. That's all, uh, all the other, yeah, all the other questions, they actually sound smart. So why bother even asking them, right? Yeah, we don't want the smart questions. We want the idiots. No. Yep, those are the people that we can actually help <laughs> or further harm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Nate, you want to take us out? I can. I don't think I can do it as good as Justin. You can try. He's, he really, he still had it down. He was really, you guys both have your approach. Yeah. I don't know. I'll figure it out. All right. Make sure you uh, check us out at weekendpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter as well as YouTube. And as always, be kind. Rewind. Bananas. Berniners. Bananas. Billy was a race car driver. <laughs> uh, it does. It sounds exactly like that. Uh, you guys want to start a Primus cover band? <laughs>